0: And you're not going to be able to access those feelings of gratitude. For the longest time, I was like, what the heck is a gratitude practice? Like, I don't get it. I would never do that. This totally turns me off. It seems like mumbo jumbo. And I think it's because I was, I was rooted in a place of deep shame and I, I literally didn't have access to the part of my experience that would have let me feel grateful. So the first thing that I think it's really important to recognize, and certainly like played a big role in my journey is that this isn't going to turn off like a switch overnight and gratitude isn't the way to, to start the change. The first way to start the change is actually not I'm great or I love my body or I should be grateful for what it can do, but instead I'm not extra screwed up. I'm just regular screwed up. I can look around me and I can see that this experience that I'm having isn't unique to me. I'm not uniquely bad. This is a struggle that people are having all the time, all over the world. Like if you are a person out there that is struggling with your relationship to food, with your relationship to your body, with what you look like, with your habits, like you're normal. Thank you,
1: Today with us we have the CEO and co-founder of Wavelength, the healthy eating app that helps you reduce cravings, stop overeating and improve your relationship to food and your body for good. For a long period of time she thought her struggle with dieting was all her fault. She felt so ashamed that she didn't talk to anyone about what she was going through not even when she was diagnosed with pre-diabetes and PCOS, or had major weight loss surgery, and gained the weight back. Taking back her power started with a deeper, kinder understanding of herself. And here I believe that um, gratitude played an important role, and we will discuss this, this further. And she was able to let go of the shame and meet her goals in an enjoyable way. You know, gratitude seeker, that even if we're perfect for others, if we don't appreciate ourselves and our bodies, it's really challenging to live a fulfilled life. And um, to talk about this topic, we have Sarah. And um, yeah, we're going to explore this topic. Hi Sarah, thank you for being here.
0: Hi George, and thank you for having me.
1: My pleasure. So, um firstly, let us know a little bit more about you about your background.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, thank you for that that great introduction. Um as you mentioned, I really started struggling with eating and weight and my body and my health at a pretty young age. Um, I was diagnosed with prediabetes at fifteen um, polycystic ovary syndrome, which if you don't know it's like uh it it's it's often goes hand in hand with prediabetes and insulin resistance um it's a hormonal imbalance um and then my junior year of high school uh so For those non-U.S. folks, I was between the ages of 16 and 17, um, I gained about 150 pounds. And it was awful. I mean, I I probably don't have to explain to folks, like, going through that at such a difficult and tender age already um, just instilled in me the strongest sense of shame about my habits. About what I looked like, about what my body was capable of, um, and I was really willing to go to very extreme measures to correct this problem. Um, culminating in having weight loss surgery, which is is a major surgery with lasting implications. Um, but because I had this sort of underlying, Dysfunction in my relationship with food, um, I gained pretty much I gained all the weight back after I had the surgery. I lost, I lost almost a hundred pounds and then I gained it all back. Um, and my constant, my constant companion on this journey was just this deep sense of self-loathing that there was some failing of character that kept me from being able to just like eat in moderation, which was the advice that I was getting from everyone around me, um, from, you know, doctors telling me to go on Weight Watchers and not understanding why I couldn't stick to it. Um, I think my friends were sympathetic, but I'm, they did not understand what was happening to me. Um, and then no, no voice was louder than my own in my mind of like, why can't I just be normal about this? Why can't I just eat in the way that I know I should eat? Um, and the the emotional agony of that experience, to be honest with you, like kind of masks my memory of the physical experience um, because I I just was in this cage um, that I couldn't even really see out of. But um, my mother. Uh, who has a, a similar journey with her health and her weight? Uh, she's got she's a scientist. She's got a few, <laughs> quite a few advanced degrees, a PhD, and one of her master's degrees is in nutrition science. And we were both kind of going through this together. Um, obviously she's significantly older than I am, but she started to ask some questions, like, okay, I I'm not a person that struggles with self-discipline or, um, willpower and other aspects of my life. Why is this happening to me with food? I literally have an advanced degree in what to eat, what's going on here. And she started digging into not like, what should we be eating, but why do we eat and how can we change that? And what she discovered is that, you know, the reasons that we eat are a very complex blend of our neuropsychology, our metabolism, our genetics, um, our, our current environment, the relationships that we have. And she really found that what was needed wasn't this like hard line approach to what to eat and when to eat and how much to eat. But instead, you've really got to Kind of heal the underlying causes of eating, whether it's from a metabolic pers- metabolic perspective um, or from an emotional one. and so th- out of that, I lost about one hundred and fifty pounds gosh wow. it's it's been about twelve years ago. My mom lost one hundred and seventy pounds uh, around the same time frame. Um, and that's really what wavelength grew out of was this this understanding that it's not as simple as what we eat and that if you want to make a major change, um, it's got to start with self-compassion and it's got to look at the psychosocial neuro components of why and what we eat.
1: Exactly. And I think the the most important part about this is that it takes you into consideration and where you are and where you come from instead of just having a one-size-fits-all diet or something like this and yeah i think it's um it's very important to look at the deeper aspects of why we have some habits why do we do some things and why we keep on uh, on the, on doing those things and um i'm really curious how you actually manage to uh, let go of the shame i think it's it's something really interesting so the way i see it at least it's like okay um i'm doing something that's not good for my body and I'm at first I don't realize that I'm doing it afterwards people might tell me or um I might realize at some point but I still can't help myself I I I'm still doing it and I think at least in part that's um how shame gets to to be built up right
0: yeah yeah absolutely um so unlearning shame I think we actually go about this all wrong in our culture um, because we try to unlearn shame by practicing gratitude. But in my experience, that doesn't work. <laughs> um, because shame and gratitude can't coexist. You can look in the mirror and say affirmations. You can try to respect your body. You can intellectualize this process all day long, and at the end of the day, you're going to be left with this experience of shame. Um, And you're not going to be able to access those feelings of gratitude. For the longest time, I was like, what the heck is a gratitude practice? Like, I don't get it. I would never do that. This totally turns me off. It seems like mumbo jumbo. Um, and I think it's because I was, I was rooted in a place of deep shame and I, I literally didn't have access to the part of my experience that would have let me feel grateful. So the first thing that I think it's really important to recognize and certainly like played a big role in my journey is that this isn't going to turn off like a switch overnight and gratitude isn't the way to, to start the change. The first way to start the change is actually not I'm great or I love my body or I should be grateful for what it can do, but instead am I allowed to curse on this podcast? Um, not,
1: we don't usually do that, but (laughs) okay.
0: You can cut that part out. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I'm not, I'm not extra screwed up. I'm just regular screwed up. I can look around me and I can see that this experience that I'm having isn't unique to me. I'm not uniquely bad. This is a struggle that People are having all the time, all over the world. Like, if you are a person out there that is struggling with your relationship to food, with your relationship to your body, with what you look like, with your habits, like, you're normal, especially as we start to leave quarantine and re enter the activities of our daily lives. Like, if you're not struggling with those things, You're in the minority of people. Most of us are grappling with this. And once you can kind of start to accept that, like, I'm not extra bad. I'm just normal um, and practice with that for a while, you can really start to feel the shame unwind. And then as the shame starts to unwind, little bursts of gratitude can come through. And you can think, like, wow, maybe I do look kind of good today or um, even just, like, Connect to the pleasure of an experience in a new way, which is really how I experience gratitude. Um, but like starting from that position of I'm normal, I'm not extra bad, is like the first step in eradicating that shame.
1: Well, I love this perspective. I think, yeah, uh, <laughs> I love the fact that you 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 started with okay, gratitude is not the way, at least not at first. Um, and yeah, I think having this perspective, knowing that it's normal, no, know, knowing that other people are going through the same uh, kind of experience, like like I said in the beginning, even if we are perfect for others, if we if we don't see it, it we're still struggling. And I've I've seen this. And I've talked with people on the podcast and off the podcast that for me they were like perfect, and still they they didn't feel good about themselves at, at one point at least, you know. And it took some uh, it took some work to to get them to appreciate themselves and their bodies. And for me that was very interesting because I thought, okay, if you uh, if you look great for other people, that means that you also feel great in your body and you feel great about yourself well <laughs> it's it's not quite like that and um exactly as you as you mentioned the people that are perfectly comfortable and um perfectly happy with with their situation uh, with their relationship with their bodies are in the minority and it's okay um and yeah, this comes from a beautiful uh, place of self-compassion and love. And that's, that's really wonderful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's so, what we know about the brain is that um, when the neurological processes associated with shame are taking place, they actually inhibit our ability to create new behavior. So the more ashamed you are about your eating habits, the harder it's going to be for you to change them. Um, and so when you're trying to approach any, any habit change, but certainly a habit change um, or, or even in a situation where the ha- habit change is too small, if you're grappling with an addiction. Um, it's not just a nice idea that self-acceptance and self-compassion has to be the first step. It's a biological imperative. Um, Mm -hmm. If we cannot forgive ourselves, um, we really will struggle to move through it. Uh, And on an experiential level, uh, you can really like feel this happening. When The answer for why we do something, why do I overeat? Why do I have this addiction? Why can't I stop smoking? Is rooted in shame. It really stifles curiosity. Um, And so you hear this play out like, why can't I stop eating? Why did I eat that entire pan of brownies? Well, because I suck, because I'm like a, a weak person. There's no room for further exploration there. But if you can flip that switch and say, I'm just a person operating under the conditions that all people are operating under. um, Why did I eat that pan of brownies? Then you might actually get an answer. Well, I had a really stressful day at work and they were there. Or actually this happens every time I'm exposed to huge quantities of sugar. Um, And it's really not about, it's not about the quality of your being. It's just about biology and sort of circumstance. And when you can start to tease that apart, you can start to change it. But shame really blocks our ability to see what's going on because the answer to every question, every time we ask why, is just because I'm, I'm bad.
1: Yeah, that that's such a great point. It's actually... Uh, the way we speak with ourselves and the questions that we ask and the way we direct the focus of our brain. And like you said, it has great power, but if we direct it towards, okay, why am I uh, doing these things? It can give you answers, but it doesn't give you answers that are actually going to help you. Right, exactly. So yeah I I love this perspective and I think it's it's incredibly powerful to to start with that right to to start to ask different questions in in those situations and I was I was wondering okay um what our audience might be thinking okay I um I'm more accepting of uh, my behaviors of uh, my eating habits but i am being hard on myself so that i won't do that again if i'm too easy with myself then it means that i will continue the habit you know
0: yeah this is this is the the question that comes up whenever we try to undertake compassion based change because we have this feeling that the shame is the only thing the, the, the self-criticism is the only thing that's standing between me and the abyss, right? If I didn't hate my body, if I wasn't ashamed of my eating habits, like wouldn't I just go off the rails? Isn't this something that I have to like really try to control and like those ideas are not going to go away overnight. you really, we, we talk about guardrails and wavelength and this is certainly like my experience. I was not ready to let go of my perceived guardrails at the jump. And so like, if you are a person that counts and tracks your food, if you're a person that, um, you know, feels like self, self self-criticism is motivating to you. Like you can keep, you can keep doing those things and eventually they will stop feeling useful. Um, but the truth of the matter is that you've been, you've had this narrative your entire life. Like the first question I always ask is, well, how's it worked out so far? Like, is that self-criticism actually getting you where you want to go? And I've never heard. Yes. (laughs) I've never heard. Yeah. It's totally working. I'm completely in check. My behavior is exactly the way that I want it to be. Um, And so often what I ask people to do is just approach this as a low stakes experiment. You don't have to think I'm doing this the perfect way so that I will make the perfect change and be perfect. You can think, well, this might be nonsense, but I'm going to try it for a couple of weeks. What do I have to lose? If I hate it, I can stop. And what you'll find is that as you drop that self criticism, as you kind of move into a place of self acceptance, your capacity to make change really increases because you're no longer experiencing this cycle of, I'm going hard, I'm making all the rules, and then I can't stick to them because of X, Y, Z reason. I fall off the wagon. I hate myself. I spiral out of control, rinse and repeat. Instead, you're like, oh, that was interesting information. How can I incorporate this into what happens next time? And progress feels really fast. You start to feel a lot better, right? Like that inner critic gets quiet and you're having a lot better time. And all of a sudden things that were not possible for you before are happening um, because you're not kind of trapped in this unproductive cycle of strict rules, failure, shame, Bench.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think we, we owe it to ourselves to at least try it, to at least um, see what happens, to to test it out. Because this will stay with us if we're not open to to just being playful and, and try it. This will stay with us for all of our lives. So we won't be missing something if we if it, if we give it a go uh mm. for a while and it can be it can lead to a different kind of life because yeah. the the things that are happening inside of us actually um make us see our life in a certain way so i believe that's that's quite <laughs> important and uh on this note i was um uh, i'm i am very curious on how was your experience with um gratitude after you managed to overcome this, this part, to let go of the shame?
0: Yeah, it was a long, slow journey for me um, because what I found was that my shame didn't like let go all at once. Um, it let go in different places at different times, and then it would rear its head again because it's like anything. We learn it over time, and it takes time to unlearn it. It's a habit. And, um, I had to get to a place where I wasn't in shame most of the time before that gratitude could start to creep in. And it took me, I, I, I actually really remember the very first time I experienced it and realized that what I was experiencing was gratitude. And it didn't sound like, thank you for this. Thank you for that. I was on a run in the woods. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, trees, like what is happening here? Look (laughs) at these trees. It's so crazy that I'm here. I'm alive. These trees are here. They're alive in all of history, in all of the universe. This is happening right now. Um, and I, I just had this, like, I felt like this mundane activity. I was not looking for it. And Gratitude showed up for me in the biggest way. And I realized that for me, gratitude isn't going to sound like thank you. And maybe it will be eventually. Maybe that's later in my journey. Um, But for me, gratitude sounds like, wow, wow. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't believe I get to experience this. And one thing that I think really gets missed in the way that we talk about health and wellness right now, although it has been present at other points in history, is how important pleasure is for health. And for me, all of a sudden, I was like, wow, food. Wow, bodies. This is amazing. The improbability of it all is spectacular. And um, and that's how it shows up for me now. And I think if you're a person that struggles with gratitude, and you're like me, and thank you isn't hitting home. Look for wow, um, because that once I realized that I was experiencing gratitude, a whole world of things to be grateful opened up. Grateful for opened up to me. Um, yeah,
1: that's amazing. I I always love when when people are. Creative and somehow out of the box with this. Um, it's even in the gratitude journals. It's not a must to to do it in the in the way most people do it. I'm grateful for or something like this. It can be like like you just shared with us that that moment in the woods. Even if you didn't say thank you, it's clear for all of us that it was gratitude and it, that yeah. you were grateful for that and. Yeah. Um, I I love this example and I think it's it's so powerful because yeah we we get to experience gratitude and it doesn't have to be in a certain way and that's that's the beauty of it and when you mention wow food I was thinking um, actually feeling how my body feels when I'm thinking about the food and I'm thinking wow food. That it's flowing, like inside of my body, it's it's a mm-hmm. flow. When I'm thinking about shame, I'm I'm feeling like it's stuck somehow.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I
1: don't know if it makes sense.
0: It makes perfect sense to me, um, and I think my my experience mirrors that too. The shame feels closed down. Um, Mm -hmm. and when I think, wow, or thank you, I still, you know what, honestly, even saying it now, I can't really access. Thank you. I I think probably this will come later as my practice develops, but I just feel it move through my body and I feel very connected to you and this conversation and everything. And, and I want to, I want to flag that like, (laughs) this is, um, I, I would say I'm like gratitude resistant. Like I'm not a person who thought that I would be saying something like, I feel in flow, I feel connected, but it's there, it's undeniable. And when it hits you, like your resistance to it seems a little silly and you see like, oh, I just didn't get it yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Once you experience it, it makes so much sense and mm-hmm. um, you, you feel it in your body, you experience it and um yeah it's it's something different and um yeah it's one of the reasons why I started the podcast because I wanted to help as many people to uh, to experience the the sense of gratitude the sense of flow um because it's it's really something amazing that we we have access to and that actually makes our life much easier and much more fulfilled so yeah um i i really love your perspective on this and i think it's it's really nice to have it so simple and not complicated with um certain words or so but just let it be somehow mm-hmm. and um appreciate the experience and um yeah <laughs> just just be with it. I, I think yeah. it's uh it's such a wonderful idea, and I'm really happy that uh it's actually proven basically scientifically yeah. that it's it's helpful for us and um uh, yeah. it improves not just our eating habits but also um what we appreciate about ourselves. And on this note, I'm really curious. If you want to to share with us like a story when you felt like something like, whoa, Sarah (laughs) Mm. looking in the mirror or something.
0: Mm. You know, I think that one thing that's been great about, about this journey is that like, what I started thinking about uh, as body shame, I realized was actually like something different going on. As I moved through that, my sense of self worth was connected to what I looked like. Because I didn't have like a core sense of who I was, or um, my my value is just like a being that exists. I couldn't I couldn't connect to those ideas at all. Um, And so for me, the journey has really been about like recentering my sense of self worth. And so now I rarely have profound moments that are connected to my what I look like. Like I'm able to see that my body and what I look like is a diverse is part of my diverse experience and there's going to be some things I don't like about it. And there's going to be some things that I do like about it. Um, but it's just like one thing among many things that make up who I am. Um, the most profound, and, and, and it really, the journey really started with me and trying to like get out from under this body shame, but it became this much more whole being experience. And so when I think like, well, what's a, what's a moment where I feel really grateful for being myself. It's not about what I look like. Um, it's, it's this, uh, I used to feel really trapped under resentments about how much I do for other people. And mm-hmm. part of this journey for gratitude has become like, wow, I'm really good at helping people. I see what people need and I can give it to them. And it can, it's fun for me. I can enjoy it. I don't have to feel put upon. It can feel like this great gift that I can just go around offering people. Um, and so I think when you asked me that question of like a moment where I felt, wow, it's great to be Sarah, it's like, I'm, i really good at giving presents. And like, I recently, <laughs> I recently gave my friend a gift that just delighted the heck out of him. And I felt it. I was like, I'm so, I'm so glad that I have this ability to see what people need and what they want and how to make them have a good time. Um, and so that was, that's just, that's been a really profound shift for me.
1: I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I love the fact that, um, you're, you're so aware of yourself and also so aware of, um, the, the depth of, of the question and um uh, what it actually means and yes we we are um we are our bodies but we are so much more as well and we have so many so many things to appreciate about ourselves and um i i just love how how much you're able to um to appreciate this this gift of giving great gifts <laughs> and um uh, yeah i think it's it's something so important for us to to take the time to to find uh, these kinds of things that we appreciate about ourselves and share them with the world because it's such a different energy as well like instead of that feeling of resentment um feeling joyful and grateful for um for your ability it's such a such a different energy and um yeah where if this is who we are and how we are isn't it much better to uh, to appreciate it
0: yeah yeah and and it's you know again it's not like flipping a switch like I certainly still feel resentful sometimes, Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm now I'm having these moments where it feels easier and it feels joyful. Um, And, and, you know, it's like with anything, um, the clearer your sense of self-understanding and self-worth becomes, the easier it is to see when, it's something joyful that you're able to offer and when another person should really be stepping up, right. This is another way of saying your boundaries get better. Um, and so the other side of this gratitude is that I can say also, that's not my responsibility. I'm sorry, I don't do that. Or I can't do that for you today now. Um, and so it's, it's really like coming at something from both sides. Um, It's not just feeling grateful and joyful about what's happening, but it's also being able to see what's happening that you don't like with clarity and say, I'm going to create a different experience for myself here.
1: That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And yeah, it's true. It's true. It's being uh, resourceful enough and being um, clear enough in in ourselves that we can do this and um yeah of course this leads to, to a much better life experience and um to just uh, a better life basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure so um we're nearing the end of our time together and i wanted to ask you where can uh, our audience get the app um what they can find on it and um yeah um uh, everything you else that we uh, haven't been able to share on the podcast about yeah. this wonderful
0: app yeah thank you for inviting me to talk about it um so if you gratitude seekers this is just for you visit wavelength.live slash gratitude um And what you'll find, the app is all audio-based, so you'll hear my voice like you have now quite a lot. And what we do is we take people through a step-by-step journey to build healthier eating habits. Um, And you listen to a five- to seven-minute audio episode every day, uh, and you're given uh, activities, mindfulness uh, assignments, and prompts to do throughout the day. And eventually we start to talk about nutrition, uh, but first we really deal with mindset, uh, both from a, a growth mindset perspective and letting go of shame, which we talk about here. But then we start to also look at some of the neurological and emotional components that drive us to seek comfort from food, make sure we have a rich understanding of that, and then we dive into nutrition. Um, but what we see is that that about 72% of folks that start using the app regularly feel better about their eating choices and closer to their health goals within the first week Um, so that that inner critic quiets right away and you start taking steps to get closer to where you want to go, whether that's changing the way that you eat um, so that you can lose weight, whether it's changing the way that you eat so that uh, you can manage a diagnosis like pre or high cholesterol, uh, progress starts happening quite fast. Um, And it's really all built on this foundation of self-compassion, self-acceptance, and then once we're ready for it, gratitude.
1: Wow. That's wonderful. I totally encourage you Uh, my dear gratitude seekers to, to check it out. Um, it's available on, uh, the app store and on, uh, Google play, right? Yeah. Perfect. So if you're on an iPhone or on a Google device, you can access it and enjoy the, the process. I think it's, it's something wonderful that, um, Sarah was generous enough to to create and to put out there and um, yeah I think it's it's something that was very much needed in in nowadays so thank you for for being here thank you for being so present and so calm my people tend to tell me that I have a calm voice Um, I think I've I've got to meet someone that has uh, a very similar vibe in, in her voice. So,
0: <laughs> um, um it's funny that you should say that because I think uh I don't consider myself a calm person. I think I I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty energetic, <laughs> but I've this is not the first time I've gotten that feedback. So we can't mm. always see ourselves perfectly.
1: Exactly, exactly. But uh, that that's what uh, what I heard. And I'm sure that our listeners have heard this as well. And um, yeah, thank you for, uh, for the work that you're doing and gratitude seekers. Check out Wavelength. I'll have um, the link in the description so that it's easier for you to access it and enjoy th- this experience. So Sarah, thank you once again for, for being here with us.
0: Thanks so much for having me, Georgian.